With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome in to the PFF NFL Daily. Today discussing bold predictions for the NFL Draft. That's right, Sam. Let's get bold and make some predictions for the draft. It's just... uh, Tomorrow night, it's happening. I'm going to take a look at uh, DraftKings Sportsbook and some of their odds. I'll take some of their long shot odds as far as predictions go, but I'll let you start. Give me a bold prediction for the draft. Okay, it's this is tying into a promotion PFF's going to be running, but whether or not a running back will be drafted in the first round, and the odds are moving against it. Um, it hasn't looked like a running back is going to go in the first round for a while. The odds are actually moving away from the idea that one will. I'm going to go the other way, though. I want to say a running back goes in the first round because a running back has gone in the first round every single year since 2014. So we're talking an extended period of time on which a lot of the time there hasn't been necessarily an elite, amazing prospect, and yet somebody jumps into that first round. So I think Brees Hall, uh, Kenneth Walker, these are guys that should be belong in that conversation, and I see no reason why they shouldn't go in the first round. You mean belong in the conversation as an NFL team should consider them? Not that you would. I mean, you're anti-running back in the first round, of course. Relative to where these other running backs have been drafted in previous years. Yeah, a lot of times it is the back end of the first round when teams are trying to put the finishing touches on their offense. And, you know, a team like the Bucs maybe could go that route, uh, you know, just trying to add speed if it's a Brees Hall or Walker. Um, I, I think it's a long shot, which is why it's a bold prediction, Sam. I think this is finally the year that doesn't happen no first round running back. No, it's gonna Teams happen. are getting smarter. Maybe the class is a little bit below standard, but I like it. That's why we're here for bold predictions. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna look at. Uh, I'm looking at DraftKings Sportsbook. They have a whole bunch of uh, very you know, parlays that are. Well, some of them are long shots. I like. I just like this long shot. So we're gonna we're gonna discuss it here. Plus eight hundred, a long shot for Sauce Gardner and Jamison Williams to be the picks for the Jets at four and 10. I, I think it specifies four and 10, but I'm going to say this is going to happen just because I love it. I love it for the jets. If they came away with Ahmad sauce Gardner as at cornerback, and then Jamison Williams, the speed receiver at number 10, I absolutely love it. This is the home run type of play. The jets need to make forget edge defender, forget the Jermaine Johnson love and all that stuff. Hit a home run at corner, hit a home run at receiver. Get the edge defenders later. This is what the Jets need to do, and it's plus eight hundred. So, if they get them in the opposite order, you don't cash. You don't. You don't get it. Uh, let me see. Let me let me see if it's specific. <laughs> and check the fine that. print because they have some very specific ones here. Uh, it's all I like. In the... I like it theoretically, though. I think nope. those just in round one. They just have to select both guys. In oh, round there one. you go. Perfect. It could be anywhere um, in round yeah, one. Yeah, what look, if those... they traded down in round one and got those guys? Even better. I mean, those fit two areas where they would definitely like to upgrade. I think they're two players that fit well within what they're looking for. I, I'm all for it. I think that was those would be two picks that make a lot of sense for the Jets. All right. What else do you have? Bold predictions. Uh, 
I'm going to say that Kyle Hamilton doesn't just slip from the, the very top of the draft. Remember, it's not long ago we were predicting maybe he would go pick number two to Detroit, pick number three to Houston. I'm going to say not only is he sliding beyond that, but Kyle Hamilton is going to slide into the second half of the first round. So wow. beyond pick number 16. Right now, his uh, over-under in terms of the pick he's going to go is 11 and a half. And I think he's going to go end up sliding beyond that. When you look at the history of safeties that we think should be drafted incredibly high, notably, you know, the player, number 33 from the Chargers, um, these guys slide further than you think they should for no particularly good reason. And Hamilton gave people a reason with those pedestrian 40 times. So I think he'll slide into the, the second half of that first round. Yeah, you might be right. It's not crazy. There's the dog. I mean, it's not that crazy because... You did mention the dude that slid because of uh, rumblings coming out of various pro days. And, and look, the Chargers absolutely cashed in when they drafted number 33. I think you could see the same thing with Kyle Hamilton. It is interesting when you're breaking his stuff down because a lot of our analysis, when you're looking at 40 times, it does take their best time. Maybe I'll plug that into the uh, into the model. What if he did run a 4.7, 4.75? You take his slow ones, how that affects him. But um, could definitely see teams maybe souring on Hamilton because especially at safety to be drafted in the first round, you do want every box checked, every check, but ugh, didn't do that this offseason. So I don't think it's that crazy. Um, it's actually a long shot over at DraftKings that the Green Bay Packers will select two wide receivers in the first round. It's plus 550. And I think before they signed Sammy Watkins, you know, maybe it was like, all right, hey, they have to do this. but. You know, you always knew that there might be some veteran options, but I'm going to say the Packers are going to do it. They're going to draft two wide receivers because it's way too important. It's way too important for Aaron Rodgers to have guys to throw to, whether he's got one year left, two year left, two years left, whatever it is in Green Bay. And I think when you're drafting receivers, it doesn't have to be a number one through Julio Jones on the outside. It's a great opportunity to get one Traylon Burks and one Sky Moore, or one George Pickens high upside play and a Sky Moore, more of a safe play. It is a perfect opportunity to grab one of each at receiver, and it's plus 550. So let's say it's going to happen. The Packers are drafting two receivers in the first round. Okay. I don't hate it. I think I, I think it's a smart thing. Like They've put themselves in a position now where they desperately need wide receiver help, and the only way to really guarantee that, and even then you're not guaranteeing it, is to double dip at that position and try and make sure that at least one of these guys is a really important contributor for you. You're one, and if you end up hitting on both of them, it's a good problem to have. So all for it. Um, the last one I have is a little bit of inspiration from the good doctor, Dr. Eric Eager. The, uh, the Quay Walker draft props have been going nuts, right? Quay Walker has been heading more and more into the first round as a linebacker prospect, the other Georgia linebacker, um, with N'Kobe Dean being the guy that always had the, the hype and the buzz around him. The closer we get to the draft, the more it sounds like Quay Walker will be the first one of the two taken. Um, and now that the draft props are, are pushing him into the first round, I'm going to go even further than that. I'm going to say that Quay Walker will be the first off-the-ball linebacker drafted what so that would propel him above dean into the first round and above devin lloyd really okay that is bold yeah i, I was just firing up that quay walker tape right now he's a good solid player but i, I think when you're talking about what is the nfl going to be looking at six four runs in the four fives you know a lot of his we, we were talking on the main show that nicobe dean 
could be falling into the second round just because he hasn't run and he's 5'11", right? I mean, the, the only thing you look, when you look at the measurables call of nothing's good right now, and because there's question marks, but uh, Quay Walker is the absolute opposite because he's he's got the prototypical size. And I don't know, man, with a somewhat devalued linebacker position, we think around the NFL, I can't imagine that Walker's going in the first because he's just a good, solid linebacker. I don't think he's great, but I think the NFL could absolutely see greatness in that athletic profile. I mean, somebody was tweeting at me the other day and was saying, look, here's a fun exercise. Throw on any random Georgia defensive tape and like pick the best player, right? Tell me who the, who the star is. Who's the guy that should go first in the draft. It's not like, it's not the players that are being talked about. It's not Trayvon Walker. It's not, you know, Quay Walker. It's not the the guys that are getting the buzz right now, it would be N'Kobe Dean or somebody like that. It would be the unheralded players that seem to be losing the buzz. Don't forget, you can get 50% off a PFF Elite annual subscription. If you use the code DRAFT50, you get 365 days of Elite. All of our locked article contents, the Draft Guide, which is over 500 pages. It's promo code DRAFT50, 50% off PFF Elite. And don't forget to join us Thursday, Friday, Saturday, live NFL draft coverage over on the YouTube channel and a few other places as well. PFF.com, that's where you get our one-of-a-kind draft tracker during the show. Be there Sunday with a recap as well. So join us all draft weekend. All right, my last one is plus 400 at DraftKings. So it's a bit of a long shot, but not that crazy. It's that Malik Willis and Kenny Pickett, both quarterbacks, will go in the top 10. And, you know, Sam, you and I have been back and forth over this scenario a million times. If it's Kenny Pickett at six to the Panthers and then Willis at, say, nine for the Seattle Seahawks, I don't think that's crazy. Uh, the more the buzz comes around, maybe the Panthers are in on Malik Willis, which could throw this off a little bit. But could see this happening. Malik Willis and Kenny Pickett going in the top 10. It's plus 400 at DraftKings. Yeah, it's definitely possible. It, it relies on Carolina ma- making that quarterback pick at six, which I, they kind of have to. Um, like, like I said to you earlier, every every mock draft that doesn't have Carolina selecting a quarterback at six should come with a necessity of explaining where they're getting a quarterback from, right? If you're going to go in a different direction, offensive tackle, whatever it is, where's the QB? Like, because it's not Sam Darnold. They're not going into the year like that. They don't have a pick to grab one in the second or third round. It's either pick number six or they've got to do something weird in terms of trades or picking up a veteran to start and to come in and try and save everybody's job. So I think they should go quarterback at six, whoever it is, and then all it needs is one more team. Well, I'm sure at least one of these bold predictions is going to come true on draft night. Let us know what are your bold predictions for draft weekend. BFF, NFL Day.